the moment that we can stop doing that and and just empower somebody else and lift them up and get excited for their success and not just that is the moment that you know that you have found peace within yourself and that you are confident within yourself you're listening to the examine live with matt purcell my next guest on the show is liv filand liv is a bubbly intelligent and fun awesome human being and she made her television debut in 2011 when she became the host of abc's flagship show studio 3 and in 2015 she made the jump from abc to host 11's music show the loop alongside scott tweedy Liv has emceed events such as the Cyber Safety Summit, the ARIA Red Carpet Awards, the Retailer Awards, and Tropic Fest. Liv is also an ambassador for the Starlight Foundation, and she's passionate for all things health and well-being, having completed her undergraduate degree in psychology, becoming a health coach with the Institute of Integrative Nutrition. Her proudest achievement by far is combining her passion for physical and mental health to launch and run Girls Who Glow workshops for teenage girls to be their healthiest, happiest selves. We dive into a lot of Liv's story, her upbringing, her family background, her views and observations of teenage challenges. I really love what Liv is doing through Girls Who Glow and I really recommend getting behind her any way you can. I'm going to put the link in the show notes. So without further ado, please enjoy my conversation with Liv Filand. I'm here with the beautiful, intelligent, hilarious Liv Filand. Thanks for having me. No, thanks for coming in your busy schedule. Like I know you um, do lots of work on television and you've got your coaching and you're helping lots of girls out with you know, workshops and yeah. things like that. So, it's a mixed bag. My goodness, like I guess one of the most fundamental questions I have to ask is, who is Liv Filand? That's a good question. Who is Liv? Do you know what? Sometimes I feel like I stop and I look at my life and I reflect and I'm like, my God, who am I? <laughs> who am I? And that's a great way to be because I'm like you, you have fingers in all these different pies and you love so many different things and you're passionate about so many different things that you sometimes, are, you know, like don't know exactly who you are or what it is, but it mm. keeps things so interesting and so exciting. But I would say, who is Liv Island? She is a very bubbly. Uh, mm. She aspires to be as real as as humanly possible, sometimes a little bit too real for people. Um, <laughs> very it. driven and excited by life and um, just tries to live to the absolute fullest potential possible. Mm. Um, so that's kind of, yeah, I sort of would view myself in, in terms of those, I don't know, those attributes rather than what I do. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I think it's really nice to define yourself by what you feel you are rather than what, what you, do. you do on yeah. paper. Yeah, yeah. Cliche, cliche of, you know, human doing, you're human being. Yeah. And, uh, it's, uh, it's very true because I guess, say, if you're a musician, like, say, so I play guitar, and if you are in your mind and thinking what you do, then if I get injured, who am I? Yeah, and, and, and that hits. happens. That happens mm. when you when you can't do something all of a sudden and you feel lost and you go through those moments of feeling down or depressed. And mm. you, I think that's why it's also really nice to do so many different things because it keeps it interesting and it keeps you, you know, if you can't do something for a while, then you've got to, you've got to back up. And that's kind of like, you know, how I've sort of navigated my life so far. And, and, it's, and it's been fun. But in terms of... Um, 
what I do? That's a whole nother question. Yeah. If you'd like to know. <laughs> so who are you? Yeah. And what do you do? Great. Who are, what do you do? What do so I do? There's lots that you yeah, do. Totally. So I uh, predominantly, oh, that's a hard word. That's a long predominantly, word. Predominantly um, <laughs> work on a music show called The Loop, which is with Channel 10. Mm-hmm. And so it's two and a half hours of music video clips and um, we just sort of host in between. So mm. I'm not sure if you remember video hits. Oh, of course. Totally. Who doesn't? And Rage. Rage. Yeah. That scared me as a kid. Rage. Very aggressive. Very aggressive. Very aggressive. And very weird time that we were coming on. I was like, just come on at like 3 a.m. or something. Yeah, and that's, um, you're, if you're still up at that night and you're watching that. I was never cool enough. No, <laughs> no. I'm a grandma. Um, so, yeah, I work on a music show. Uh, I was on a kids' show for four years before that. Mm. So, I'm a TV presenter. I studied psychology. Um, at uni so i have my undergraduate degree and then i also studied health coaching um so that's kind of like what i what i've done and and i'm a presenter but i also now run workshops for teenage girls called girls who glow Mm. which is to empower beautiful young girls to be their healthiest happiest and most vibrant selves which is how i try to live my life every day so i thought you know what why not combine all my interests and my studies and my demographic and the media and yeah inspire girls to live their lives like that yeah, because they deserve perfect. it we all deserve it you know mm. girls and, and guys yeah i love that that's why i really wanted to talk to you for many years i was telling you off camera how i've been mentoring youth for many years now and been doing programs with the boys right and the fellas um and the girls we all are human, so we all feel the same feelings. We all mm. feel fear and love and, and struggle. And, but we have different stereotypes in our cultures. How do we deal with the body image? Mm. How do we deal with the confidence? How do, we deal, how do we get that? Because if you ask a typical kid, who's a popular kid in your year? What's describe their behavior? They mostly say what? They'll say like, oh, a stereotypical answer. Mm. We're stereotyping an idea. Oh, the, the, the popular girls are kind of like the mean girl. Mm. on that show yeah you know they say oh that watch looks terrible on you what you're so geeky that, yeah yeah you know, it's like subtle little tacks yeah and then, just and to boys sort of just, make yeah. sure you're back down at the level that they want you to be at kind that's of right. thing like just little little taps away um <laughs> yeah that's so interesting and it's it's funny you say that because we uh, my my best friend and i um tegan nash she was on saturday disney and and also did nutrition so that's kind of when I wanted to start these workshops. I kind of found her and we met and had similar interests. And I was like, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. let's do this together. Let's, you know, join forces and make this twice as awesome and, and yeah, have so twice good. as many contacts and, you know, swallow your pride and your ego and don't compete against one another, sort of come together. So once we started it, it's been interesting um, how many people have said, why aren't you doing them for guys? And my answer for that is, it's not that we don't want guys to be empowered and that's not, you know, we, we desperately want that. We want it for everybody. Mm. But at the same time, sometimes you need to channel your energy and focus on something specific so that you can really make it awesome. Mm. And we are females and we have been teenage, you know, females. Um, yes. And so that's what we know and that's that's who we are. So I think, you know, yes, working with um you know young boys in the future is something that we'd love to 
look into once we've established what we're doing with mm. girls and that's really set in stone. Mm. And then we have the ability to work out what, what guys need and what they feel because yeah, we're not them. So, you know, you going and talking to guys, you can probably relate very you know, much, very much to them mm. because you are a male. That's very um, true. So yeah, that's kind of where our head's at with that. It's like, let's do what we know well yep. now. Mm-hmm. and then expand when we're secure. And I think with a lot of things that we all do in life, we, I know I'm guilty of it, mm. we just spread ourselves too thin. Yeah. And you try and do a million things at once and it means that you're not doing that one thing really, really confidently. Yeah, really well. So mm. I think that, you know, that's kind of why we haven't looked into it, but God, I'd be so interested in another chat to just sit down and hear... <laughs> everything everything that goes on There's versus so the girls stories. sort of you know so many for example um the boys that i ran a podcast called dakota kings for many years and um that was a school program actually so i got to interview high school students around australia totally anonymous with the school and just their first name basis and we talked about drugs like right. drugs at school we talked about uh bullying we talked about um same-sex relationships amongst the boys and how people respond to that and the boys will open up because they sent they felt like oh this is a part thing to be part of this is really cool it's going to go out in the world and they open up about yeah i get my drugs from this guy yeah i um i my dad died two two weeks ago or two years ago um when i've worked with the boys a lot of them are alone and they're drowning in anxiety and depression and they're not reaching out for help i wonder for you with working with girls like is there um, experiences you went through at school that you wish you had some support for that weren't around? Like, Yeah, look, what's interesting is that I haven't come from this um, upbringing or my time at school wasn't traumatic or I wasn't bullied. And, you know, I've always been quite sure of myself and confident. And I think rather than drawing on those, you know, a lot of people have had really negative experiences or um, whether it be an eating disorder or drug abuse or, you know, there's sometimes like pain and challenging times. That's such a vehicle for something really special and to build something because you, you want to, you don't want other people to have to go through that. And Mm. so you can talk from experience. So actually that was something that I used to worry, like, why should I be allowed to be a psychologist or a um, health coach or workshops when I haven't experienced something traumatic myself. Mm. And then I, I sort of got over myself because I realized like, you know what, of course I've had many moments of struggles and challenges and sadness. Like, of course I had all of those and, you know, self-doubt and all of those things now and at school. But I just realized that like, you know what, I can do these workshops because of the person that I am Mm. and I, you know, and, and that I had that confidence in school and why did I have that confidence at school and why was I sure of myself and why did I turn down every single drug, smoke, um, alcoholic drink because I had absolutely no peer pressure because I was so sure of myself. That's it. That's it there. I love that. And that is why I was like, you know what? I'm that confident in myself that I'm watching these teenagers where it's becoming harder and harder to to hold that space and, mm. you know, people growing up quicker. And it was like, you know what? Don't feel like you have to have struggled to be able to Make help. a difference. Totally. Yeah. And so I've kind of gone into it being like, 
I want you to feel like this. I want you to be like this. I want you to be so sure of yourself and back yourself to make the decisions that you want for you. Mm. Um, yeah, so I think for me, like, of course, there were moments I moved from the country um, to a, a massive big, you know, private school in Melbourne. And I cried for a whole year through year eight because not because I was getting bullied and not because the school wasn't absolutely phenomenal, but because it was different. Mm. and I was out of my comfort zone and yeah I think just those sort of experiences but as soon as I kind of pushed through and thought okay what do like joining joining every single co-curricular activity and meeting all different sorts of people you work out who you're like-minded with and you know I joined the popular group straight away when I joined this new school Mm. and I remember spending like a few days in it and they, they, don't get me wrong, they were sort of lovely, but I just was like, this isn't me. Mm. They're talking about, it's too, it's like way too grown up for me and I'm not doing any of those that stuff and I don't have any interest to. And I don't want to spend the next, you know, six years of my schooling life sitting here feeling like an outcast or mm. that I have to do this or that I have to act like this to be accepted in the cool popular group. And Something I made, you'll have to give if you were to stay in that group and you yeah, have and I, that. Yeah, and I knew that I wasn't going to settle for that. And so politely, I picked myself up and I left and I figured out the people that I click with and not because I needed to be in this social group mm. or be the top of the social cool, you know, glamorous group, but I wanted to be happy. So that's kind of like, you know, through school, there was definitely moments like we all have had really hard times. But yeah, I kind of draw on the strong times and the strong qualities to sort of take that into what I'm doing. What you've just said then, what you've shown me through that is you had a pretty good sense of your value of yourself quite early. And that's pretty amazing. Like, where do you think that comes from? It's so interesting. So I... Growing up, my my mum and dad, um, they had me quite young. Yeah. Um, nice little surprise. <laughs> <laughs> um, but my dad played um, AFL. So they, I don't know if he was just like away from work, but I've basically grown up with my parents um, being the best of friends. Mm. And so they love each other to bits. You know, they have so much respect and time for each other. and But haven't, I've never... Well, not to like, you know, I can't remember them ever living together or being together in that sense. But I have never had a Christmas morning without my mum and my dad there. Mm. I get my presents, birthday and Christmas from both of them. They talk on the phone, um, you know. So I've sort of grown up with, I suppose my mum and I were like the Gilmore Girls, like this spontaneous, yes. like crazy gypsy life. Um, and then I sort of had the best of both worlds because I had that and I really, it has... I'm becoming more and more like her, but I also hmm. then had this beautiful relationship of my my mum and dad. But I think, you know, what's funny is that I think I grew up quite early, you mm. know, like with having a single mum and her having me quite young, I it meant that I was spending a lot of time with a lot of adults and her friends because mm. none of them had kids yet. And it's funny because a lot of people say like, yes, you are one of the most immature, crazy you know, I'm very immature in a lot of ways in my personality, but emotionally and and all of that, I'm I'm quite mature. Yeah. And so I think I, you know, growing up in that environment, I definitely 
grew up quite quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, like, yeah, credit to my mum. She just, I was an only child, but I think she <laughs> overcompensated <laughs> and was like, she, my daughter's not going to be a spoiled only child and was mm-hmm. very, just very disciplined on, you know, being a good human. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, not with, like, homework and this and that and that, but in terms of, like, was on my case about being the best version of myself and being polite and considerate and kind. Mm. Um, and so I think I was just, I was just always trying to impress my parents and I'm always just, I never wanted to let them down. And I just developed this sense of like wanting to be the best person. Um, but also, yeah, like even my mum used to be like, how, where did you like, where did you become so (laughs) serious and like together? And she's like, I feel like I don't have my life together, but my daughter's like the grown up in this relationship. I was like, you know. Well, you hope that your kids decisions. grow up to be all the best of you and your wife or your your, your partner. Yeah, I'm a, a, I'm a big more... mix between both of them. Yeah, it's like you want your kids to be the best of both worlds, and then that their your grandkids will be like better than all of you combined. And totally, that's like that. Yeah, so I don't know. Yeah, I feel like subconsciously my. My parents' relationship, I really feel, and I haven't like been able to, you know, really hit the nail on the head with it, but I feel like it has influenced me a lot. Mm. Um, you know, and I, I actually, like, this is completely different to what you actually asked, but like, you know, so often mum was like, oh, I just feel bad. Like, I always want, you know, I, she would always say to me, like, I want to give you like, a, a f- the proper family relationship where, you know, we're together. And, and I was like, I could not have asked for a better upbringing. Mm. I had parents that were civil and that loved each other and that was, they was, got along so well and I saw, you know, my dad all the time. But I had a great, fun, amazing life growing up. Mm. And it's different to a lot of my friends and it's a really different dynamic to a lot of people that I talk to. And But that's kind of why I love it because it's, it's unique. Mm. I, I feel like hearing your story... It's got so many key moments in that and principles. Like, I went through a similar experience. Like, I, like I'm adopted. Mm. My mum and dad were a great parents. And they, I saw my dad once a, once a week or something like that. Mm-hmm. And that was good. I'm very close to both of them. But, so um, they split up? They split up. Right. Yeah. And How old were you? I was six. Okay. Yeah. And See, I was never, I was not old enough for this split up. Like, it, was, it wasn't until I was 16 that someone goes, hey. Your parents like best friends. Your dad comes to all, everything. They go to things together. Why did they break up? Yeah. And I went, oh my God, never even thought about it. And went home that night and I was like, did you guys ever like actually break up? And mum was like, no, it kind of just, he was away playing footy and just living apart. And I was like, how funny that it took me to 16 and someone else to ask it to be like, <laughs> Never even thought of it. Like, it was just, that's yeah. A, that's a beautiful but thing continue, what you've got. Because, like, for many people, like, that might be the case for them too. And they might not feel... I've met people who have had very civil, I guess, almost, like, seamless separations. Yes. Where, like, I, I mentor kids who um, their parents are separated and they have Christmas Day together still. Mm. Like, it's... And they go shopping together. That's what they, we do. We're, like, blended families to the max. So, I think there's actually more out there than we're aware of. But I might not be you know, like articulated or yeah. like made popular or known more. But the, you know, my story is kind of like... So my, you were six? I, yeah. was, I was six and they made a big event of it. You know, and it's like, oh, mum, you're living with mum. It was very intense and very traumatic. It was not a... 
but they did the best they could. But navigating through um, going to mum's house and dad's house and things like that, I look back now and go, well, it was how I was guided through those years. So like your mum and your story really guided you in so yeah. many intentional ways. Like yeah. instead of like say spoiling you or, or doing these things, yeah. the things that she wasn't able to do for you, um, you had to grow in that. You know, and build it's resilience in you. Um, so resilience is a big part of that. Because really big part. You're a pretty resilient chick. I can I'm tell. Very independent. You are. You seem very like very independent, which sometimes you know isn't a great thing. When in relationships, I'm like, I am my own person. <laughs> are you stealing my independence? Like sometimes you really need to let people in and like you know almost become dependent on somebody, which can be a, a nice feeling. You know, like I look at Tegan and myself, um, who I do Girls Who Glow with, and it's at a beautiful point now, like we've been working together for years, but we were, we've always been so tight. We've never had anything messy happen, touch wood. Um, <laughs> but, you know, we went through a stage where it was like, I I felt like I wasn't up meeting her needs or what needed to be done and, and that I didn't have enough time and I wasn't writing back to a million emails and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, for her, it would have been frustrating because it, and, and for me, it was frustrating because I didn't feel like I was being enough. And, um, you know, it, it's, it's been so beautiful in the last, especially like six to 12 months. We've just hit our strides in terms of realizing that like we are yin and yang in, mm. in so many different ways. We have, we're both TV presenters. We're both similar age and we have similar hobbies and interests and friends and studies. But in terms of how we work, we're yin and yang. Yeah. And now that we have embraced those, like, you know, I, yeah, like, like love that creative side. And um, it's just, I, I suppose I had girls who, who glow mapped out in my head for, for so long as well. And so it's just got a, such a clear vision. And, um, I love that. And then Teasy, she's just so great with, yeah, that organizational thing and mm. holding me accountable and um really just on top of that admin sort of side which is actually so important yeah. because you lose opportunities and without her you know i wouldn't work mm-hmm. and without me she wouldn't work and girls who globe wouldn't exist mm-hmm. um so it's really beautiful now that we just play to our strengths yeah say if i know i'm good at something subconsciously sometimes if i say oh they're lazy what, what, what's my basis of laziness on? It's based on what I deem in my own ability and what my standards are for myself. It's like, ah, yeah. I recognize something that I would definitely say I'm lazy in, in that person. Mm. So we're, we're kind of judging each other people sometimes, I believe, by and from our strengths. You're 100%. Like, judgment is such a... I listened to a podcast once where they were talking about judgment and... Yeah, it's literally every time you judge someone, which we, everyone does Mm. all the time, Mm. subconsciously even, um, to step back and be like, all right, I'm clearly judging myself. Yeah. And so it was really interesting. And like um, who I was with listening to it were like, let's try it. So like for the next day, it was sort of like, even if, you know, you was pulled up and someone was like walking across in front of you and it's, or just judgmental thoughts about anything to just pull yourself up on it and be like do I need to be having that thought what does it actually mean Mm -hmm. and then making a change on it like changing it to a positive thought Mm -hmm. and it's just really interesting because we do it all throughout the day and it doesn't mean we're a bad person it just means that 
you become it's like any habit that you form mm. and to rewire your brain because we don't need to judge there's, no. it just it, judgment there's there's no need for how much judgment there is in the world right now mm. um so becoming conscious of it it's so interesting to try and like rewire your brain yeah and, and realize so, that you're actually just reflecting on yourself that's right if you care about the the layers of the onion i guess what's your judgment based upon mm. and it's like oh that person's ugly yeah that person's like, ugly yeah. oh where what's your beauty measurement then yeah and also like what is, what is your need to judge somebody do you know what i mean it's obviously you're not feeling confident within your own looks mm. do you know what i mean because like it's pointing something more out about yourself yeah. than it is about that person. Like you don't know that person from a bar, like bar of soap, so yeah. why would you need to judge them on their appearance? Obviously, that's a big factor and a big issue for you, appearance and your appearance or something like that. Whereas, mm. you know, I just think something that we are so passionate about is, you know, quitting the comparison as well, and that comes from mm. social media, and that's a whole nother topic and a whole new ball game, but... We are comparing ourselves and, and you know, judging others to sort of compete and pull ourselves up because once you pull someone else down, it's easier to sort of get up. And mm. so, you know, I think one of the things that we talk about with the girls, we have a um, body image and social media panel where we oh, get like so athletes and actresses and presenters and, you know, musicians and people that these girls idolize mm. to get up. And just strip everything back, just being like, you think my life is perfect? I suffer depression every day, and this is how I get through. And these girls are like, oh my god, you're normal. I feel this. <laughs> but you know, in that talk, in that segment, I sort of finish it off being like, um, you know, talking about social media and, and talking about quitting the comparison and um, comparing ourselves. But I, one of the lines that I say is like, the moment that we stop comparing ourselves and competing against one another especially girls are so so freaking bad at it Mm. we're so bad at it Mm. especially young girls and it's like the moment that we can stop doing that and and just empower somebody else and lift them up and get excited for their success and not just that is the moment that you know that you have found peace within yourself and that you are confident within yourself i would say that's security there yeah i think a secure person would be able to say hey your hair looks great today yeah instead of being like oh yeah her hair looks really great today yeah but like how much does it lift you up and the other person up like you get that one small compliment and it's funny like if if i was to walk into a room and and um a girl was to be like i just want to say you look great like oh you know absolutely loving your look or you know you were just glowing or you're a really nice person Mm. um whatever it is if especially i think if it's a female for for me like um Mm. it really takes me back because i sort of look at it and think that means so much to me and now i've got a little kick in my step um Mm. but it makes me look at the person that just said it and be like my god are you so strong yeah. and so confident within yourself and i just think that they're like absolutely the most glamorous person from giving a compliment mm. because because they're not like trying to tear someone down and being like oh my god looks so hot like i'm jealous and then you're trying to p- pick her apart 
I just, I think that's a really like, I've never thought about that until now, but yeah, if anyone was to ever sort of, yeah, drop that comparison and competition, you're just like, you are strong. Yeah. And that is what, you know. People want to be around those types of people. Yes, and that energy. And yeah, I think that's what Can I just say to you, I think that's what your parents did for you. What do you mean? I think like your mum, it sounds like, would have raised you in a way, correct me if I'm wrong, Mm. it's like, you're strong in those areas. Like it would have been forward with the feedback and honest with the other feedback too from that place of knowing that you that you know that she loves you. Yes. She's not trying to tear you down. Mm. Her motive is to try and build you up and guide you in the right direction. Yeah. I honestly think that's how friendships and relationships are maintained in a healthy way. One of them is that the loudest thing shouldn't be what's wrong with you. No. The loudest thing should be like, hey, listen, if you see something that's really good about someone, make it known. Mm. People aren't mind readers. You know what I mean? Like- and just it can change somebody's whole day and their whole complex. And that comes back to then bullying and why that's so detrimental because it's like, wow. yeah. you know, like you think about a comment. A comment or a word or anything can have such a positive or negative effect. We've just spoken about building each other up and that one comp compliment or comment can just really lift you and you view that person in this golden light and you view yourself in this golden light and all of a sudden you've got this beautiful aura happening and everybody's happy and it's like (laughs) this little little bit of peace you think about bullying and we see it and Mm. what pisses me off is that we we preach this thing and i say it myself and it's like you know, if if someone says something mean, it's just a reflection on themselves and mm. don't take it to heart because, you know, they're going through something. And that's all true. It is all true. But we still shouldn't have to hear it because and, – and these teenagers and these young people where they're hearing this stuff, it becomes this little – Yep, I'm not going to. I'm not going to accept it. But it sits at the back of your head. You can't unhear what and you. It, you can't unhear it. You yeah. cannot unhear it. You know. And if I get negative like comments, and I'm talking not, you know, negative feedback or like stuff. I'm talking like say a trolling comment or something. Yeah, yeah. It niggles at the back, and and you're just kind of like, maybe I am shit at my job. Maybe I'm a bit overweight. Like. And you stupidly let it get to you. And that's what makes me so upset that it's like there's these, you know, there's a lot of people that are so insecure and they're young mm, and they, mm. they don't have that confidence. And they're not hearing this just once, but they're hearing stupid little things that aren't even true at them all the time. And they're trying their best to shield them. But of course, it's going to, it's, that's, you're going to become that and you're going to believe that. And so, you know, I think that remembering that it takes, you know, one comment or one one word to either have that massive positive effect hmm. or just to really, really affect somebody's life in such a negative way. You know, like I think. Yeah, um, yeah there's an old Bible scripture that says that um, life and death is in the power of the tongue. Wow. Yeah, and it's very true. Yeah, it's, it's been a philosophical idea for years, the way that we speak value or we you speak a judgment mm. will determine how people see themselves and if people see themselves in that way then their actions are going to be in that direction they're going to get those results because of those reactions and then you have this downward spiral 
But there can be an elevator up, like you're saying. If we need more positivity out there, just like like what you girls are doing. That's mm. why I'm all for what you girls are doing, Girls Who Glow, Thank because you. it's like, man, we need um, less negativity. We need to crank the volume up yeah. on being real about the struggles. That's yeah. like that's you. 100%. Like it's like let's talk about stress. Let's talk about anxiety. Let's talk about judgment and bullying. But let's also talk about how we when we go through that. How can we learn? How can we grow? How can we not just avoid mm. problems our whole life because yeah. they're still going to be there? Yeah. They grow in interest, by the way, problems. Yeah. Conversations, starting conversations, like mm. nothing. I even like think about some of my closest friends and, and recently, like not just in mental health or something, conversations, starting conversations, but you think about any friend of yours that you might have that. If you hear somebody or even someone you don't know that well, they might say, oh, so this actually, I don't really normally talk about this, but you know, (laughs) this happened to me or like I got this done or like I actually did this once. And then you're like, look, I've actually never told anyone, but (laughs) I feel like this or I've done this. And I noticed it like um, recently myself doing it and I'm like, oh my God, it takes one person to sort of open up that you open up. And so... Well, and everyone's think, dying. It seems like everyone's like, thank you for saying yeah. that so because I can have permission now to say that 100%. too. 100%. Yeah. And like, um, you know, so with Girls Who Glow, we do... We, the way we structure the day is like we start with... We do nutrition, then we do exercise, body image and social media, which we spoke about before, um, and then like relationships, so toxic relationships um, and you know, the relationship with yourself and self-worth. And mm. then we finish the day with mental health. Um, and so the reason that we work up to that is because, you know, we start a bit lighter and stuff where we're not like asking the girls to, this is my life, you know. <laughs> you kind of want to warm them up throughout the day and have fun and get them bonding and then finish with mental health where they feel ready to just open up. And, and I don't mean sit there and be like, this is my life. I just mm. mean... It's just this beautiful space, this safe space that we've created. So we we have um, a mental health professional come in and we talk. And it's really interesting because then we do some different activities and exercises. We have the talks and then we actually break off into groups. And I just find like because it, you know, then you can actually really delve in a bit more one-on-one with people. Mm -hmm. And I think especially like say you're at a school, it just kind of, bonds people together and like we were just saying you know someone opens up it allows oh. somebody else to mm. so this happens every time but like one of the examples is um this school that we went to and it was very funny i i we have a lot of different speakers there um like i was saying girls you know people that these girls absolutely idolize and so when we break off into the groups we sort of get everyone to go to a group just to facilitate it just to sort of be like Let's have a chat about mental health. Mm. And I'm walking around and I see this one group that are like lying over each other and they're like, <laughs> I'm like, game on. I'll take that group. I was like, bring it. So I was like, I'll take you guys. We sit down and they're still lying over each other. And I was like, breathe. And I was like, so, you know, mental health. I was like, we all suffer at some stage in our lives in some shape or form mm. we all we all experience mental health problems at some stage we all know somebody you know um and it might not have happened to them yet 
but it, it might happen, you know, years down the track. So it's just this thing that we need to break this stigma, you know, it, we need to, it's so real and it's so common and it's almost uncommon not to have experienced it in some shape or form. Mm. So anyway, start off sort of like, let's have a chat. Like, you know, maybe you might have had um, a family member or yourself or a friend and, and you don't have to share, but like if you have something... And it's so interesting to, you know, at this this group, for example, it starts and it's like, no, no, don't really. And I was like, okay, that's fine. Great. It's all good. Next person, they're like, no, like, I'm pretty <laughs> glad. And I was like, great. I then sort of was like, look, I will, you know, share my experience and my take on self, you know, mental health and what I've gone through and people that I know and and so me sort of being transparent, I think, is, you know, just going through life and having moments of being transparent and so real and honest. And that allowed, you know, the next person to actually be like, you know what? This happened. This happened to me. Yeah. And, you know, and it started this domino effect of, and I don't mean that I'm like, oh, and now we praise that everybody's having this domino sad effect but it literally was mind-blowing that the first few people had been like not haven't haven't experienced anything mm. that these people were like these beautiful girls were like look i've never shared this with anyone but i actually suffer from chronic depression or like i've been self-harming or mm. and this is a this is amongst your peers that they had no idea and they every girl was bawling their eyes out and people who had said absolutely nothing was wrong with them it was coming back to them going look to be honest thank you for sharing i now feel like i can be open yeah and every single one of those girls were going through something completely different and it was absolutely heartbreaking and so many people you know were like i am you know have suffered from depression since i was a really little kid um I have tried to take my life however many times. I self-harm all the time. The only thing that stops me is the pain. Um, mm. And my parents still have no idea. Yeah. You know, and or sometimes the closest people to us might not know, but it's the fact that in that moment we had started a conversation that created this environment to for them to be like, you know what, I've never done this before, but this is where I'm at. Mm. So I think it's just so important, yeah, to um, to be as open and as real as many, as much as you can, because it really allows other people to do the same. Yeah, um, it's your responsibility to be able to put good things in. Yeah, happiness is not automatic. No. So it's sometimes like, happiness is really, really extra hard for some people to reach or to yeah. find. So it's like, let's look at. So what is creating illness? What is creating a lot of unnecessary struggle? And it's like, well, the one of the things that we all can control is if we communicate about it. Yeah. Is there something to talk about? Is there some shared experience? And has anyone got any, uh, is there any tools? Is there mm. any, is there any uh, strategies around how to get well? Because yeah. we know like with your nutrition background, you know that there is exercises, there's foods, there's different purposes for different practices well, wow, we've discovered that with our emotions now yeah. too. Yeah, and it's so it's so true that it's like the wide... Okay, so what is Girls Who Glow? It's it's a workshop. No, it's not just on health and it's not just on mental health. And it's, the overall thing is if I had to literally sum everything up, it is 
how to be happy. Yeah. It's happiness because we everything success is being happy. Mm. Success isn't a number like, you know, on on a check and it's mm. not you know, the balance, um, you know, your bank balance, it's yes, money can make you feel comfortable and secure and that's great, but at the end of the day, success is being happy. And so when looking at that, breaking it down, I believe that being to be happy that you have to feel healthy in, mm. in yourself. And I'm not talking about like, you know, eating kale for every meal because that isn't actually going to work. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it, it's not about just what you're eating and it is about exercise and it is about having your relationships in order and it is about being mindful and it's about enjoying what you do and loving what you do. And so when breaking down like, okay, what, how do you be happy? What are all the different factors that you need to have in check in your life? Mm. And then going from that and it's like, okay, what a teenage, this is how I sort of backtracked it. It was like, what are teenagers struggling with? What are all the messages that I've been getting for years about anxiety, depression, bullying, social media, toxic friendships? How do we create a workshop to make, to help these girls with all these different things that they're going through and all these different factors and things that they have thrown at them? How do we harness that and help them in all these different key areas to be happy? Mm -hmm. You know, I didn't want to go into a school and just do nutrition because I do not believe that just by eating well that you are going to be healthy and happy. Mm. I do not believe that by exercising your butt off every single day you're going to be healthy and happy so that's why it's really beautiful to sort of be able to go in and cover a range of things like that if you side, yeah. it's holistic yeah, it, that's, that's it at the end of the day that. and it's just like that's how i try to live my life and of course i have moments where i'm just like you know falling to pieces probably the most so in the last 12 months which is really interesting the older i get the more the more I'm struggling. Um, but you know, like it's, it's really nice to go in and be like, let's break it down what you need to focus on. Yeah. And it's not one dimensional at all. Yeah. And if you think like that, you're never going to reach it. You know, if a girl was listening, if some girls are listening right now, mm. um, and they're, they look at you and they look up to you and be like, well, Liv, she's so beautiful. She's so confident. Ah, stuff. Yeah. So, go on. <laughs> but they, they have these lies. In the head, the, the the volume of lies in the head outweighs, you know, the, the nice few things that yeah. they might have. What, what would we have to say to them? Like, what's what's a, a message that maybe um, you girls have that you could share with them just quickly now? So, yeah, negative self talk. Do you mean? Yeah, like there's lots of girls and guys out there that yeah they look at themselves in the mirror, not just at their physical appearance, but about their whole future. Mm. Like, there's nothing. Yeah, see, something that, like, if I get in into a rut or, you know, I work in an industry where it is cutthroat and it is brutal. Mm. I can tell you the biggest list of things even just in the last six months that you think are fully, ex you know, you're so excited about. It's pr it's signed off. You're doing it. It's happening. You're so sure of it and it gets pulled from you last oh. minute. Like, it's brutal. It's absolutely brutal. Mm. And there's moments where you have to pick yourself up and... You know, so what I what I focus on if I'm going through downtimes or whatever, it's okay. What makes me happy? And eliminating all the noise around you. So mm. um, for me, it's it's taking it back to being really simple and really like prioritizing yeah, 
meditation or yoga or something that sort of grounds me a little bit. It's going away on the weekend and going camping and, and being in nature. It's um, going for a surf and just being in the ocean because that's my happy place or baking mm. the exact same cookies that I make every single night <laughs> or it's sitting in my egg chair and reading a sh- like really lame love novel. Like <laughs> I know it sounds so stupid that I'm like, oh, go and do something you love if you're having a hard time because I don't believe that but I just believe in do not think it is self-indulgent to focus on yourself and to figure out what makes you happy because it's such an individual thing Mm. and the moment that you prioritize that each and every day I believe that doing something like that each and every day just slowly start to build yourself up nobody else but yourself up and you slowly start to love yourself and you love your life and you you then bring this new energy and you meet somebody and they want to be around that and you build confidence from you up do you know what i mean mm. and i think it's just taking it back to basics and being like i'm going to be really selfish right now mm. what can i do right now to get me out of this mood or to just to just make me glow a bit you know mm. like yeah. that's what i've i've had so many messages from girls being like you know what, I'm having a really bad day, but I just watch your stories and you know what? I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna walk outside instead and I'm gonna go for a walk. And I'm gonna it's getting out of that mindset. Yeah. And it's it's so much easier said than done and I know that and I know for whoever's listening, if you are in a really bad place, baking your favourite cookies, it isn't gonna cure everything. It mm. isn't. It's gonna be hard and it is a long road. But the, what I sort of say to girls that are in a really bad way, it's like, you, you deserve to be happy. Yeah. You deserve to see yourself the way other people see you. Mm-hmm. And you deserve to have self-love and to love your own life. And the moment you realize that and mm-hmm. you want that enough, that's when you can slowly put in the hard work every day to start to build yourself to that point. Mm. But it needs to start with you wanting that and knowing that you deserve it. I love that. And a lot of people who feel down about this situation actually disengage with things that they like. They do. It's, you almost punish yourself. Yeah. You, you punish yourself with what you eat. You punish yourself with what you do. You, you know what you're doing by watching Netflix for 12 hours straight and watching all the Lord of the Rings is probably not the best use of your day, unless it's your birthday. Yeah, exactly. Was, I was 26 and I, my wife said, what do you want to do for your birthday? Lord of the Rings Marathon. No, no judgment. <laughs> no judge. Yeah, no judge. And we no went judge. outside to eat and came back. That and was one not, day. It's not all day, every day. That's not three sixty-five. No, no, no. But um, to engage in the things that you that make you feel good about your life, and to engage in things that make you grounded. So what I liked about that is yoga or being outside. They're all the principle of that is you're getting out of your head mm. and you're letting all your senses experience something different to your normal environment. And you're placing yourself subject under the universe in a sense because when you realize how you know, like um, big the universe is, you know, and how, that, how even being a human is one in a trillion, right? The problem that you're facing gets smaller and smaller as well. And mm. you're like, man, who, who am I to think like this? And like perspective is, is everything as well. It's like, oh, man. my God. But we, we often need... Like, my car battery was dead one time. I needed a mate's car battery to restart. We often need each other to spark each other up. Yeah. And often people aren't, aren't like, being that battery or that spark to be able to, like, listen, listen to me. Listen yeah. to me. Like, yeah. So that's why I just think what you're doing 
what you, you and your partner doing with Girls Who Glow needs more recognition and it needs yeah, to be out you. there in schools everywhere. Yeah. Um, is there a site we can go to to support you? Is there, um, yeah, we have a Girls Who Glow website yeah. um, and then we have like our Instagram and stuff like that. But yeah, it's just, it's, it's special and you've done, you know, you do so much work in schools you and, and with youth and you would know, but we started these workshops because of the messages yeah. and the messages that we're getting from these young girls about what they're going through and the list was endless. And so that's why we did start them. But now that we are going into the schools and we're, you know, having our private workshops and we are meeting these girls and we are having this connection and we are hearing their stories and their struggles firsthand. Mm. It's just heart wrenching. And it's a Mm. whole new ball game now because it's like, you almost live in this world where it's like, oh, this is an issue, we need to do something about it. And then when you're in it, you're like, oh, my God, we actually really, really, really need everybody to be helping society and we need – because it's not one girl. It's not like every single one of them is going through something different. Mm -hmm. And self-harm and, you know, um, suicide rates, it's – depression is now cool. Yeah. Like people, like that's the cool thing. Like happiness, no, that's not the cool thing to be as a teenager. Mm. People are becoming depressed or emo or whatever it is because that's on trend and it's petrifying. So I'm talking about girls because that's what I've seen, but it's, it's, it's guys as well. Yeah, it's, it's a it's, human thing. It's a human thing. It's and a so, human thing, yeah. yeah, it's, it's, it's really special to be doing something that I love using skills from different areas of my life and mm. contacts from different areas of my life, um, but also giving back and yeah, and hopefully making a difference in some some small way. Yeah, yeah. I think I think the best position you can be in to help other people is if you're confident yourself and you've mm. and you see a need and you're meeting it with. Uh, so your needs are met and you have to maintain them. You have bad days. Yes, yes, yes. But. You wouldn't want someone who's really unfit trying to make other people... Like, I wouldn't sign up for that PT, to be honest, right? Totally. You know what I mean? But kudos. Oh, like, kudos and respect. Like, yeah. yeah, you got you to gotta do Preach. it. I love it. I love your message. So, let's just get behind what Liv is doing. Girls who glow. Girls who glow. Yeah. Watch oh, out for the Gilmore you. boys. I'm going to be writing a, a skit about that. <laughs> Gilmore guys. Um, girls who guys, guys who, glow. who glow. Yes. Guys who glow. Guys who glow. Let's do it. Yeah. Liv, Honestly, so we should. Your time, eh? like, Thank you so we're much. We're going to have to do a round two one day. It'll be really fun. I know. Really I know. Good. Absolutely. Um, but thank you so much for chatting. No, thank you. Love thanks. a good deep chat. Oh, me too. Like, I don't even know how we got here. Started <laughs> from the bottom. Now we're here. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Examine Life Podcast with Matt Purcell. I'd encourage you to jump on my website, mattpurcell.com, and you'll find a lot of what I do on there. So I speak, I'm a life coach, I run businesses. I've released a new book on mindfulness and mental health. It's called Life Hacks for Mindful Living. It's a pocket full of practices to help you deal with your stress, your anxiety, and give you some philosophical and psychological tools to win the day. Thanks so much for listening. Keep sending emails, keep sending inboxes with your feedback. We love it. And we can't wait to share our next episode on the Examine Life podcast. Thanks again.